I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to The Scorecard with Barry Cronin and Mike Esposito, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago's Sports Radio 670, The Score, and Odyssey Station. And it is hour two here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito here with you enjoying the sounds of Motown this week at the Rocket Mortgage Classic uh, up in Detroit. Uh, next week, Barry, we're going to have to uh, fish out some some Illinois music. Uh, that's because uh, it's John Deere Classic week and joining us uh, on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. So the tournament director of the John Deere Classic, Claire Peterson, joins us. Hey, Claire, good morning. Hey, great to join you guys. Thanks. Claire, great to talk to you, of course. I, I almost hardly ever talk to you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, hey, f- just for our audience, I also want to say Claire uh, Peterson's one of the best guys uh, in the world, in the world of golf, and very well known on the PGA Tour and uh, and by all the players and uh, highly respected uh one of the most highly respected tournament directors uh, going. And uh, so anyway, Claire, it's great to have you with us. And uh, we're going to celebrate 50 years of the John Deere Classic. Who would have thunk, huh? Yeah. Thanks, Barry, for that. those kind words. They, everyone should know that you've been with us for over 20 years of those 50, working the media center. So God we've help got a lot, to be, a lot to be proud of. Uh, <laughs> yes, the 50-year uh, uninterrupted i guess except for 2020's pandemic situation run here in town is something that we're all proud of i think if you look at the pga tour and see where they stop from week to week it's in a lot bigger towns than what we represent here in the quad cities but there are plenty of individuals and businesses over the years that just wouldn't let the thing go away and let's just do it one more year let's do it one more year let's keep it going and because of that john deere was able to, in the late 90s, jump in and put a real foundation under this. And uh, so now they're the third longest title sponsor on the PGA Tour behind AT&T and Honda. And, Claire, you know, it got started in ni- 1971 um, and was this, was a little what they call a satellite tour event and that was won by Dean Beeman, who would go. And, and then the next year it became an official event, and Beeman won it again. He beat Tom Watson, who finished yeah. second, and uh, went on to become uh, PGA Tour commissioner. So, and then there were some subsequent years where the tour tournament really sort of uh, almost went away a couple of times, right? 
Yeah, you've done your homework. Um, it, it certainly helped us that the future commissioner uh, won those first two. Lee Trevino was here in those early years, too, if you can imagine that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I say, there were times in its history where uh, the numbers just weren't uh, adding up. Uh, and I remember one of those times uh, Dean Beeman stepped in and, and helped to subsidize to kind of bridge the gap. Um, he, I think, engineered uh, some dates that were considered encumbered to allow the tournament to be held with a little smaller purse than, than normal, which, which helped. Um, but he never forgot. In fact, he was going to come uh, to our 50th celebration last year, fly in from, he spends the summer in Maine, uh, he's never forgotten uh, this event, and he always talks quite honestly about how proud he is of uh, keeping it alive and, and what's happened here, especially for charity. So uh, we were lucky to have that uh, that guy win the first two for sure. No, and Claire, uh, I, I was going to ask you about the charity because I remember talking to you last year and we talked about not having a John Deere Classic with COVID and all the difficulties there, but that the birdies for charity, the charitable arm, and, and the fundraising would still go on. And, and Barry tells me you, you raised over $12 million last year, even with no tournament. That's that's incredible. Yeah, thanks, Mike. The uh, uh, other side of our business, we call it, we've got two um, aspects of our not-for-profit foundation. One is the athletic event, certainly, and that's the engine that drives the charity uh, side of the business, but uh, they can uh, exist without each other. You could never do it for too long. But we kind of perfected this uh, Birdies for Charity program. In fact, we licensed the trademark to, I think, 13 other events because it's a great idea. And it allows uh, donors to make their uh, supporting pledges to organizations uh, with the understanding that 100 cents of every dollar they donate is going to that organization. John Deere pays all the administrative costs. So there's not a better deal than that around. And then we put on the tournament and have other fundraising events that puts money into what we call a bonus fund. And uh, each charity that participates is guaranteed 5% more than what their donors represented. So even without a tournament, we had other inputs into this bonus fund. Some people put money directly into the bonus fund. Deer put $325,000 into that bonus fund. So even without a tournament, we're able to give that 5% bonus. And there are 465 different organizations that partnered with us last year. And Claire, you're uh, the, you're giving a hundred percent of the money to uh, to the charities, and a, and a really a really efficient charity. Like if you were to go to Charity Navigator or whatever and trying to find a really efficient charity, what is? I mean, they have administrative costs is usually about twenty percent at least, right? Of the of the uh, of the budget for most charities. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can't speak for um, what the average is, but it's significant. Um, so you you. You add that back in, and then you add another 5%. You're getting 105 cents of every dollar pledge. That's why all of these organizations uh, are so excited about it and continue, even without a tournament, to uh, partner with us. 
So $133 million over the course of the tournament uh, has been generated, and most of that has come since John Deere became title sponsor in 1998. All right. And this year we're going to have at the tournament, John, uh, uh, I mean, a, a tournament, uh, we're going to have uh, uh, Zach Johnson, of course, will be back, and uh, Steve Stricker, the three-time winner, uh, three-peat from uh, 09 to 11. Uh, he's skipping the U.S. Senior Open to come to the 50th uh, John Deere Classic, so it'll be great to see him. Uh, Kevin Streelman from Wheaton will be there, and uh, Doug Gim from Arlington Heights, we just mentioned him, uh, also will be uh, will be in the field. So uh, so you'll have a, we'll have a good group this year. Yeah, we got Mark Wilson in yesterday too, another right. good Chicago guy. Um, yeah, our past champions were really excited about that. Uh, you named the headliners, but, uh, you know, you've got Ryan Moore, uh, who won in 2016 and then uh, earned his way onto the Ryder Cup and had the winning point that year in the Ryder Cup. Uh, Brian Harmon, who's who's just playing fantastic, kind of under the radar a little bit, but but he's a great player. Uh, Dylan Fratelli, of course, who won in 2019, who we've just so enjoyed uh, getting to know and, and being our guy. Uh, Sean O'Hare, John Senden, Michael Kim, um, Jonathan Bird. We've got a, a great representation of our, our past champions. And then we've got 38 guys in the field who have won tournaments. Yep. And that's not easy to do on nope. the PGA Tour sure. nope. in the last three years. So I, we're told by the PGA Tour, they did a little research, we've got 13 uh, players in the field who are going to represent their country at the olympics too right and claire the other thing was uh you went a little uh a little different this year with respect to sponsor exemptions uh rather than give them to like the the, the top you know the top guys in the amateurs you know you kind of went you kind of did a local thing this year and and gave it to uh, like a michael fegels from the university of illinois and trip kinney from uh, uh iowa state uh and uh uh, the young man from uh, Illinois State, uh, David, David Perkins. Perkins. Yeah. yeah, and then also uh, Willie Mack, the third, who uh, who was really exciting. He made the cut yesterday in Detroit, his first PGA Tour cut. So I think it's going to be cool for people uh, to be able to see these guys. Yeah, we're excited about it. Our our history uh, was uh, giving those spots to kind of the top graduating collegiate players knowing that getting a professional start was pretty tough um the pga tour starting this year instituted what they call pga tour university where the top collegiate players now have a pathway to professional golf the top five get immediately uh status on the corn ferry tour uh i think the the next 15 in line get a chance to play on uh, the Canadian tour or the Latino American tour or whatever. So we just kind of felt like um, giving those spots was in, a little different this year to the top guys. And we had, we were surrounded by terrific young men playing collegiate golf at universities close to us that we could really give, you know, a boost to that probably weren't going to get spots anywhere else. So we've got, as you mentioned, David Perkins from Illinois State, Michael Fiegels from Illinois. We got Alex Shockey from University of Iowa, 
Trip Kinney from Iowa State. So there you go for the Quad Cities. My goodness, you have to uh, right. enjoy the uh, aspect of having Iowa and Illinois so well represented. Then we've got Luke Kluver from Kansas. He's a Nebraska kid that is really a good player. And then Barry, as you mentioned, Willie Mack, which we're really excited about. And I was happy to see the, the stories written yesterday about uh, him making the cut. Uh, he's legendary player that hasn't had all the opportunities that some others have. In fact, he qualified for one of those developmental tours and, and had to say no because he, he couldn't afford to be out there. So giving him a shot is really exciting, and, and we're, I think we're going to have a lot of people following those, those six kids. I guess Willie isn't a kid anymore. But. <laughs> Talking with uh, Claire Peterson, uh, tournament director at the John Deere Classic, and you mentioned it's, it's uh, fitting that you mentioned all the local people and uh, the local students uh, or student-athletes, uh, graduates of those schools that you're going to be uh, having out at the John Deere Classic next week because I know what a huge deal this is to the the area out there near the Quad Cities, and I'm sure everyone is just buzzing as as the countdown is on on your website. Three days and uh, X hours and counting as uh, as uh, July 7th rolls around. Yeah, it's scary to look at the website. The last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to gotta get, wait. You got Wait, you got to get the ropes up quick. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's happening today. That's happening today. Our board on uh, July 4th weekend is out there right now with gloves and green paint, hammering stakes in the ground and, and roping and staking. So that's I kind think, of our personality. Mike, I think what a lot of Chicagoans don't quite understand is it's a real volunteer effort out there. Um, you know, having worked at the Western Open and the WGA does a fantastic job here in Chicago with everything. But it's but it's it's not it's not a uh, you don't see a, a um, volunteers out there roping and staking the fairways uh, w- uh, here in Chicago. You've got it's more of a professionalized operation, and uh, contractors are doing it. Um, but Claire, I wanted to ask you one other thing, and that is with regard to the British Open. As you, of course, you know that uh, the the RNA took away the John Deere Classics um, br- uh, British Open exemption, only to mm-hmm. restore it about a week and a half ago. And so now we have it back, and of course uh, we have the charter that goes over famously to the uh, to the British Open every year. But of course the the UK situation is crazy with COVID. Um, they're still in the throes of all this, and uh, uh, I'm I'm just wondering uh, what's going on. What's the latest with the with the charter, and uh, uh, is it still flying? I guess is what people want to know. Yeah, it it's been. Uh quite an effort. We've been in talks with the RNA for months now, uh, going over the protocols that exist. They're much different than uh, the protocols uh, here in the States for uh, arrivals from foreign countries. And the United States is not on the green list yet. So uh, we do have the jet. It's a wonderful 767 with 100 seats on it. We have plenty of room to uh, socially uh, distance. We have uh, PCR tests that are going to be done on Sunday, including, well, not only the folks we know are going to go on the uh, on the charter, but uh, the winner, who we don't know who that's going to be yet, who uh, theoretically will jump on the charter with his caddy. Once uh, we arrive, uh, there are 
protocols in place to on uh, motor coaches get the players to another site near Royal St. George's to get another test. Uh, and all that has to happen before uh, they're allowed to compete. And the athletes are getting uh, an exemption. Uh, if you or I were to go over to the U.K. right now, we would have to quarantine for 10 days. So uh, there's a lot of layers to this thing. Um, the Open is still you know, going to happen just like Wimbledon is. I think they're having 38,000 people a day, they say, but they're being very careful. We're happy to have the charter. Certainly, if you look at our field, there's a lot of guys that uh, we wouldn't have got. We got Daniel Berger uh, and Grant Snedeker yesterday. Both those guys have qualified, and uh, they wouldn't come, I wouldn't think, to our event if we didn't have an easy way to get over to the Open. Right. Well, and then um, my understanding is that uh, assuming that the champion, our champion, is is you know gets the exemption uh, after he signs his scorecard and does a couple of interviews, he's got to go and get tested again, right? He's got to do a he's got to get a PCR test, um, and and then maybe if he doesn't have COVID, he could get on the jet. That's exactly right. That's what's happening all Sunday afternoon for the people we know are on the plane. Um, it takes 90 minutes for those tests to turn around. We're going to shuttle the uh, tests over to uh, uh, a lot, a couple miles away from the golf course to get the process started. The champion theoretically will then go through all of the things that uh, need to be done with media interviews and everything else after the tournament, get passport information to the uh, charter people and, um, hopefully by 8 o'clock. Hopefully we don't have a uh, rain delay that extends things or an eight-hole playoff. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to get out of town by 8 o'clock. Yeah, we don't allow the eight-hole playoff, Claire. I think you just got to start yelling Noonan in the, in the, when they're putting, you know, just to yeah. make, well, make somebody Hickox, miss, right? Kramer Hickok's in our field, so maybe he'll, I know. he'll get it. He is. That would be a great story, wouldn't it? It would, it would. He played great last week, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fantastic. Well, it's going to be an exciting week for sure, Claire. It always is, and uh, and and it'll be great to see the folks in the Quad Cities back and uh, for their really the favorite event out there. Um, and uh, it'll be fun to have people back in the in the neighborhood watching golf. Yeah, thanks. We I just uh, the Chicago district golfer issue is sitting open in front of me and thank you uh the hardest working man in the golf business uh for uh the wonderful stories about the uh john deere classic in our history and so forth uh, we hope some chicago land comes out to see us yeah well that was a great story written by uh, craig devries who have who has the book uh, Magic Happen? Yeah, and uh, great, great book. We'll be interviewing Craig next week about his book about the uh, the history of what is now the John Deere Classic, and uh, and that's going to be exciting. He, you know, he interviewed 150 people, and uh, it really just a tremendous, tremendous little work of journalism there. I'll tell you. Yeah, he did do a nice job. All right, guys. Well, on to bigger right. and better things for you. Well, I'm just going to go get out there and stakes. Yeah, yeah. Get, get, get out there and listen. You just—I <laughs> don't want you to be picking up a hammer because you're just there out to direct people and point. 
Yeah, that you doesn't know? go over very well here, unfortunately. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate you, Claire, uh, and we'll uh, wish you great luck uh, on the tournament next week. Uh, it's sure to be awesome, and uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Claire Peterson, tournament director of the John Deere Classic. Uh, almost 20 years now he's been uh, the tournament director, and uh, I know the uh, the Quad Cities is a buzz uh, to get this uh, going uh the seventh, uh, the the countdown is on the website as I as I mentioned to Claire, and uh, uh, I'm sure he knows that obviously anyway. But yes, it's going to be a great week uh, out there for the John Deere Classic. Yeah, it always is. It's always fun, and uh, it's a really uh, the players always say you know it's such a community event uh, because it is. There's only 375,000 people, you know, in the Quad Cities, and sure. so uh, you know uh, uh, Moline and. Uh, you know, Bettendorf, Iowa, Davenport, Iowa, and Rock Island, uh, Illinois. Those are the four quad cities, although there is a dispute. East Moline wants to be included, too. So there's, you know, there's always a fight, right? Um, <laughs> no matter what, no matter what, there's always a fight. But, uh, yeah, it's great, and, and it's really kind of the Super Bowl. It's their own Super Bowl. If you can imagine uh, uh, that the BMW Championship or the old Western Open would be the only thing that goes on in Chicago as far as a... Uh, a major sporting event, a professional sporting event. That's that's what it, what it is, and uh, and the charity aspect is huge because you've got yep. 465 uh, charities, and I mean little local charities from charities as small as a little church or a little baseball team, uh, little league team or whatever, travel baseball up to. Um, uh, you know, the Red Cross and, and uh, American Cancer Society, et cetera, you know. So it's, um, it's, it's a really cool thing. That's how people get involved, and, uh, and the volunteers are, you know, 1,500 volunteers. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, and everybody knows one another. They've been doing it. People take off a week. People take a week's vacation in order to volunteer at the tournament. I mean, these things are, for a guy from Chicago, that's, I'm still... I've been out there for 20 years doing this, and it's still remarkable to me that, uh, that yep. that's what happens, and it's a great uh, it's a great event. And and if you're listening and you want to still volunteer for the John Deere Classic, you can. <laughs> uh, JohnDeereClassic.com is the website, and uh, they are still accepting volunteers. Uh, as you mentioned, it's a big volunteer event, and uh, the charity thing is phenomenal too, Barry. I remember we talked to Claire last year during lockdown. And he talked about pushing forward with the charitable aspects of, of the tournament, even though there was not going to be a golf tournament. Uh, and they raised over $12 million. And the, the tally over the last 20 is uh, over $130 million. Uh, it's really fantastic what the, they have been able to do with the charitable arm. Yeah, absolutely it is, uh, Mike. And, uh, and you know, we always hear uh, oh, charity with golf, et cetera, and uh, it kind of goes in one ear and out the other now, you know, because we, we, we kind of assume that it happens. But uh, golf gives more to charity than any other um, sport. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and certainly at the John Deere Classic is always among the top five in the country uh, in on tour. And there's about 40... 40 to 45 events on the PGA Tour every year, and they're all we're always in the top five. So uh, one other thing I wanted to say is if you have young children, um, it's really a cool place to come because you can watch, you can get up close and personal. The autograph situation with the COVID is not great, uh, but hopefully that'll be remedied by at least by next year. And certainly this year, you know, there's, I mean, you, you compare it to going to the BMW Championship where there's 40,000 people out there every day, and it's really hard to get close and to see 
Uh, you can see uh, at the John Deere Classic because it's just not that many people in the community. So right. uh, the crowds are not overwhelming. We get good crowds, but they're not overwhelming like they are in a big city like Chicago. Right. So it's uh, it's pretty cool if you have your kids and, you know, it's... You know, and, and by the way, they have a minor league baseball park over there in uh, Davenport that's pretty cool, too. So there you yeah. go. So it's a whole so weekend for you. Yeah. Make and, the and, drive uh, is what you're and saying. They have a lot of, and they have a bunch of casinos out there. So bring the kids to play blackjack with you, too. It'd be <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Hey, Junior, here's how you play blackjack. No, but the, seriously, head, head on out to the golf tournament. It's a great uh, weekend or, or week if you want to uh, make it. Uh, but uh, hopefully lots of our Chicago area listeners will We'll make the trek and and hit the road again uh, and and uh, a quick preview of our on the road again segment, which we will have coming up before we get out of here at 740. Uh, as the tour is in Detroit this week, we will talk about Michigan golf with Kevin Frisch. And uh, uh, as we uh, break out of here again, it's JohnDeereClassic.com. If you'd like to volunteer, if you'd like to get more information, get tickets, etc., uh, you can do so right there on the website. When we come back, we will uh, talk more about what's going on at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. And then, as I mentioned, Kevin Frisch on the road again talking golf in Michigan right here on The Scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Welcome back to The Scorecard with Barry Cronin and Mike Esposito, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago's Sports Radio 670, The Score, and Odyssey Station. And we are here on The Scorecard, about a half hour left in the show here, and uh, Michigan music, Barry, Detroit music, it's more than just Motown. It's Bob Seger, my friend. It's it's Bob Seger. Why can't we have some the, Bob Seger? The best of the best, man. You can't find a better rock and roll writer than old Bob Seger. Just the best. So It is indeed. Uh, we are enjoying the music of Detroit and Michigan. That's because we're playing at the Rocket Mortgage Classic up in Detroit this week. And uh, the uh, co-leaders, uh, as we check out the leaderboard, uh, Joaquin Neiman and Tom Lewis at 10 under. Uh, three guys tied at nine under Max Homa, Troy Merritt, Chris Kirk uh, lurking. Uh, and I mentioned this uh, at the top of the show, but you have you have several big names up there, uh, including Matthew Wolf, uh, local uh, guy. Uh, also, Doug Gim uh, at six under par. So he's only four shots off. But there's there's a there's a lot of a lot of names, a lot of a lot of players uh, still in play here. I think it's 73. Is that the exact number, Barry? But uh, yeah. Phil Mickelson, Bubba Watson, Willie Mack. Uh, we just talked about uh, uh, with Claire Peterson and, and Ricky Fowler Classic. too. Ricky, Ricky made the cut. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I've got sure. a few big names: Mickelson and and uh, Bubba are I think three under, and Fowler's five under. So there are some big names that uh, that people know. And uh, of course, uh, Joaquin Neiman is a is a bright young player from uh, from uh, I think Chile, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Tom yeah. Lewis has been around for a while. He uh, he was a he was an up and coming star from the UK uh, a number of years ago, and he's he's playing over here now. So uh, yeah, it could be a good weekend. And of course, I think the guy really was pretty spectacular was this guy David Tom uh, uh, Davis Thompson, sorry, from uh, University of Georgia, just turned pro yeah. not too long ago, and he went crazy, set the course record on Thursday, uh, and. Uh, 
and he uh, he fell back a little bit, but I think he's still in the top ten. So he's a good player, and uh, so that yeah. would be that would be really quite a story for a guy like Davis Thompson to do well uh, do it yeah. do well at that tournament. He is tied at eight under. He's two shots off. So he followed his sixty three uh, on Thursday with a seventy three yesterday. So, but yeah. as you mentioned, Barry, still two shots off, still in the top ten, still in the lead, tied with. Uh, Kevin Kisner and uh, Richie Wierenski at 8-under par. Cam Davis, Sean O'Hare, Russell Knox. There's a bunch of guys at 8-under. But, uh, you know, lots of lots of groupings, lots of golfers still active. Uh, so, some interesting stuff both on and off the course. We talked about the, the Phil Mickelson stuff, which I know uh, even if you're not necessarily following golf uh, uh, directly, Phil Mickelson, a... A big uh, sports celebrity, I guess you would call him, both uh, for his play, certainly, and, and obviously very well known after all these years on the tour, but uh, made the news uh, uh, with, you know, we don't have to go into all the details, but the story from the Detroit News uh, about him losing money to a bookie and and whatnot, and then all of the surrounding uh, questions that then followed that. But Phil now saying, yeah. I will go back there. You need to right. sign this pledge to do uh, acts of kindness. And Yeah, uh, well, okay. right. Yeah. So, you know, just so people are clear, uh, a local writer for the Detroit News did, basically did a, a clip job, what we call a clip job in the newspaper biz, and uh, went back and dug up a story that was 23 years old about Phil losing uh, a bunch of money to, uh, with, a, with a bookie. And it all came out in a federal court a prosecution of, 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 of a mobster deal. So anyway, uh, so Phil was mad about that. And, you know, I don't know, rightfully so in a way. Uh, didn't have anything to do with the tournament. And uh, so Phil, A, threatened to not come back, and B, changed his mind and whatever. So just more of the soap opera of, uh, of, of uh, big-time sports. So Yeah, for sure. No, and, and he mentioned it too, which is true. Uh, you know, as he's... he's uh, he doesn't have to go play in, in a lot of these tournaments, right? I mean, he's trying no. to, to to get his ready. Normally, he said he would he would skip this, but he liked uh, he wanted to come support the ca- uh, or the uh, yeah. the tournament, and he wanted to play uh, you know uh, in the area and whatnot and whatever. I mean, he you know it, it he's, made the you news. know there's a lot of re- Mike. There's a lot of reasons he could be playing. Okay, you know, sure. you, and you don't know all the reasons, and they're not always all apparent. Sure. But, uh, uh, but you know, it's like Tiger Woods saying that uh, he's play he playing in the Buick Open in Flint, Michigan, because he likes the golf course. I mean, he was a he was a uh, uh, he was an endorser of Buick. <laughs> sure, <laughs> part right. of his deal was he had to play in the tournament. So, uh, and I'm a, and Phil's not particularly he's not a, doesn't have a sponsorship that we know of with Rocket Mortgage, but. You, you know, so you don't know everything that's going on. It could be he just wants to get his FedEx Cup points. He wants to improve his yep. Ryder Cup stature, you know, standing, et cetera. So there's a lot of different motivations that Phil has to play that tournament, and not all of them are necessarily altruistic, okay? So right. the altruism kind of comes with it, but it's maybe incidental to uh, what what's going on. It's part of it, but it's not all of it, okay? So. Yep. You know, it's that it, this story was 23 years old. So he's yeah, right. whatever. We should just I don't know. Move on. We will. <laughs> we we and we will and we will move on. Uh, actual golf news and uh, one name, Bryson DeChambeau, who missed the cut uh, at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, he and his longtime caddy Tim Tucker split uh, this week after a practice round that actually 
big news the way Bryson has been playing, and certainly he's one of the top ten players in the world. He's on the U.S. Olympic team, et cetera, right? I mean, that's uh, right. It's a it's a guy struggling right now, right? And and that Correct. happened then this week. Right, and and you know Tim Tucker, uh, uh, Bryson made about eleven million bucks on the course last year. So Tim Tucker as his caddy, if it's if it's uh, if it's uh, like everybody else, it's probably he making he's making ten percent off of that, so that's over a million bucks. Uh, pretty good, pretty good piece of change there uh, to go stand on the driving range, even though Bryson's out there till. God knows what time uh, during tournaments. <laughs> you know he's the hardest right. working man in, in in the golf business, and um, so you don't really know what what's going on with Tim. He seems like a really hard worker though. Uh, uh, so you wouldn't think that that was uh, something else must have happened there. And uh, it's really hard to know. Uh, caddy player relationships are uh, notoriously uh, fragile, and uh, caddies get fired. Even though Tim Tucker was with him in all eight of his PGA Tour wins, including mm-hmm. uh, last year's U.S. Open and his first in 2017 at the John Deere, so um, and, and, and they've split before. So there's a question: Well, will they get back together? And uh, Bryson had a had a guy from uh, Cobra, uh, his uh, club manufacturer, uh, on the bag this week, and he missed the cut by two shots. So. And he's been going through a lot of things lately. He hit it all over the lot on the back nine at the U.S. Open and just seemed to, uh, you know, it looked like he was going to win that tournament. I mean, if you yep. remember, he, he was he made the turn, and he was he, he, he was playing great, and he looked like he was going to had a really good chance to win that tournament, and he just blew up. I mean, he shot 44 on the back nine, all kinds of squares, and, and, uh, and I think he tripled uh, the 17th hole. So he was really uh, didn't play well, and, and he... I don't know. You know, you don't know what's going on with the guy. No, it's definitely been uh, difficult times for Bryson. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, we'll see how the Rocket Mortgage Classic finishes out this weekend up in Detroit. Uh, again, John Deere Classic coming up next week uh, in in the Quad Cities. Uh, also, the Illinois Women's Open uh, coming up this week at Mistwood. Uh, coming up next, though, we are going to hit the road. Yes, on the road again. It's time for our travel segment. We'll talk to Kevin Frisch about golf and opportunities to golf in Michigan. That's coming up next here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito here on The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. And the final segment here on The Scorecard for this week. You hear Willie. Just he, he throws the title of our segment right out there in the first line of the song. Yes, it's Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito. We are here heading on the road again. Uh, we love to talk about traveling uh, and golf uh, around the country. We're going to focus on Michigan this week. We head on out to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Kevin Frisch joins us to talk about golf in Michigan. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Hey, guys, how you doing? Uh, love Willie and getting on the road again. It's that time of the year. It sure is, Kevin. Uh, and Michigan, uh, folks who haven't been uh, up to northern Michigan, I've been blessed to be there many years ago and and, uh, and even recently. Um, it seems to me, Kevin, there's two categories of Michigan golf travel. One, you go way north 
to beautiful places like uh, Harbor Springs and uh, uh, Traverse City, and even north of that, you get up even near Mackinac Island, uh, which is awesome. Which is an awesome little trip. Uh, that it probably takes you a week right. or so, and then you've got your weekend trips that are uh, in, in southern Michigan. Let's talk yeah. about some of the northern Michigan stuff first, Kevin. What and those can be great family trips. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you know Boeing is is largest is the largest resort um, in the Midwest. Obviously, they three resorts: Boyne Highlands, Boyne Mountain, uh, Bay Harbor, right there on Lake Michigan. They've got ten golf courses. You know, Boyne Highlands is is the home for the buddy trips. You know, you've got the Hills course, the Donald Ross Memorial, the Heather, which is Robert Trent Jones Sr., and then the Moore course. You know, so and then you go down to the Bay Harbor, which is spectacular with the 27 holes right on Lake Michigan. And then you've got Boyne Mountain with the mountain and the Alpine courses. So you've got so much golf there at Boyne. You can go up there and spend a week um, and, and play all the golf courses and you know, not too far from Boyne is uh, Forest Dunes, which uh, you know people have been hearing about over the over the past few years with the Tom Weiskopf course and Tom Doak's reversible course, the Loop, and then they just opened the uh, the Par Three course um, there just this past year. So it's uh, there's a lot of quality golf up there to play. And Kevin, where is the where is the Forest Dunes? I, I I've been there and I don't even know where it is anymore because it's been a while. Yeah, it's in it's in Ross Common, Michigan. So if you take I seventy five, you know those coming from Chicago are going to probably come up along the lake and then cut over to twenty seven north. And then when you hit I seventy five and you're on your way to Mackinac, you get off at Grayling, and it's about okay. fifteen miles east of Grayling out into uh, Ross Common. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's spectacular, you know. And the new bootlegger par three course is—it's uh, a lot of fun. They put speakers out there, ten holes right out back of the clubhouse. It's—it's it's a lot of fun for groups. And then, and then it, it, when you get over the Mackinac Bridge and you and you head west to Escanaba, you've got four more great courses. You've got uh, the Island Resort and Casino with Sweetgrass and Sage Run, and then Gray Walls, and then. Uh, and Timberstone. So, you know, that's a great package for Chicago people. They actually could go right up through Wisconsin to get up there. It's actually quicker to go that way. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean, Escanaba. I'm looking at a map right now because I yeah. just had to remind myself of where, where everything is. I think people don't quite appreciate the quality of golf. And the other thing is you can bring your family because, uh, like, for example, at Boyne, uh, they package everything with, uh, you, you know, you, you, you pay for your room and you get breakfast and the whole thing is all combined. How does that work? What do they, they oh, call that the American out. plan or something? I don't know. I can't remember. Some, yeah. Well, they've got the, they've got the great escape package, which is the golf package. That's five days of unlimited golf can play um, seven of the uh, unlimited golf on seven of the point courses. You know, that's great for buddies, for couples and families. The families love Boyne Mountain because they've got the Avalanche Bay Water Park right there. They've got all kinds of outdoor activities with zip lining and segways and fat tire biking and hiking and things like that. So they've got something for everybody at Boyne. Yeah, no, and, and uh, Kevin Frisch is our guest here on the road again, talking about golf uh, and travel in Michigan. And I'm glad you mentioned the couples and family stuff, because you know, I know that a lot of uh, people in the Chicagoland area uh, appreciate uh, what Southwest Michigan and, and really, I mean, all through Michigan has to offer. But I, it might not strike people across the country as, hey, we should go do these, you know, these cool golf trips in Michigan. But it is an absolute uh, gem uh, in terms of uh, things to do. And, and really, for all ages, you're not restricted by 
well, I don't want to bring my kids there, or well, I, you know, I don't want to go with my wife. You bring the whole family, right? Absolutely. And, you know, obviously going through the pandemic like we have the past year and the, and the significant growth and spike we've seen in golf, we've seen more women out on the course. We've seen more kids out on the course. We've seen more families come and play. And uh, you're seeing that everywhere, and, and it's really, really cool to see. And yeah, and and then Kevin, then we're talking about the other thing to talk about is is Southern Michigan. So it's more of a weekend trip, and I know, yeah, uh, you know, there are some cool courses uh, in the South, right? Oh yeah, you know, just uh, not even maybe an hour and a half, an hour and forty five minutes out of the city, you can get to Harbor Shores Resort, which is site of the uh, KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship, which will be played there again in in, in twenty twenty two, and it's a spectacular. Jack Nicholas course that uh, you know Whirlpool with all their development and everything they did there to uh, bring that whole development to the to the city of Benton Harbor has been just spectacular and uh, the Nicholas course I mean it is it is one of the best in the country and uh, definitely worth going to play. All right, and then not too far from there. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you: Are there some others in that area? Yeah, yeah, and you can go about an hour, about an hour, hour and a half from there is, is Go Lakeview, which has six golf courses. Um, the latest is Stoughton Bray that Tom Doak's firm, Renaissance Golf Design, built. Um, and that's a really cool place for a buddy's trip. And it's also an affordable place. It's, it's, you've got a lot of great golf resorts across the country, you know, and, and a lot of them cost a lot of money to go play. But Go Lake, go Lake is very affordable. You've got six golf courses there with the with the Stonehenge North and South, the East and West Gull Lake courses, and then you had Stoughton Bray in there, and it's 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 a lot of variety and a lot of fun to do. And Kevin, I know uh, I know you know as a married man, I know uh, there's there's lots of wineries down there. I know the the wives uh, certainly enjoy some of the uh, the wine country there in Michigan, and and you can really combine the two if if you wanted to do a a uh, family trip you can you could do a little little oh. for me and a little for her however you want to do it right oh yeah absolutely you know the and a lot of great wineries in southwest michigan you know and for couples and families you know you go into harbor shores resort just as an example i mean the the inn at the inn at harbor shores is 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 beautiful right there in benton harbor and you're not that far from from the beach so you got beach activities you can do you can play golf you can go to the wineries all kinds of fun stuff to do for the family yeah, well, that's very nice, Kevin, and um, uh, I really think that uh, what, what should people do to, to you know I mean do you go to just to go to the website for Boyne or or whatever what's the is there a place where there's where you can get a good itinerary uh, and a good idea of cost? Yeah, you know I can I can give you I give you a couple I'll give you a couple of their websites there you know you can go to boynegolf.com you can go to forestdunesgolf.com you can go to harborshoresresort.com and then you can go to GoLakeView.com, and or you can go to PureMichigan.com and search golf, and you can find all kinds of places to go visit in Southwest Michigan, Northern Michigan, everywhere around. And and I don't know if people know, but I think that uh, it, it, you know that Northern Michigan, Charlevoix, and Petoskey up in there, those are really kind of and Glen Glen Abbey. Or is it Glen Abbey? What's the name of that uh, of the the uh, Glen Arbor? Glen Arbor, yeah, 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 just yeah. unbelievable, beautiful national. Um, um, what is it, Kevin? It's a uh, 
Oh, the um, Sleeping Bear Day, Sleeping Bear. Yeah, National Sleeping Bear Park Dunes. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievably beautiful. Spectacular. Unbelievably beautiful. And and there there was a back in the day. I mean, I think Ernest Hemingway and his family used to go up there and and escape yeah. for the summer. And a lot of people from Chicago. Uh, uh, wind up, you know, wound up going up there. Now they obviously went for an extended period of time because it was it's kind of a hike, and it was even right. more of a hike without the interstate situation back in the day. Uh, but it is a really just an unbelievably elegant and beautiful place in this country that uh, people just uh, may not know about. Are you seeing it more is, yeah. uh, travel from uh, from Chicago, Kevin? Oh yes, definitely. Um, Chicago is a very popular place for where people come from up here. You know, Chicago and, and, and Detroit, but more and more over the years, you know, especially along that West Coast, you know, those those lakeside towns of, of you know, Benton Harbor, Holland, Grand Haven, Muskegon, all the way up to Traverse City, Charlevoix, Petoskey, Harbor Springs. I mean, it's it's they're just it, it's just fantastic places to escape in the summer. And it's right. and it's easy to get up there from Chicago. Right. For sure. Yeah, and it's and it is gorgeous, Kevin. And uh we appreciate you so much being on. You know, uh, we talk a lot about tournaments and things uh, on this show, et cetera. But uh, it's always great to uh, to talk about what people really want to do, which is to get the heck out of here and go up and play golf somewhere <laughs> and bring right. the, and someplace where you can really you can really bring your children and your wives and stuff like that. Uh, assuming you yes. have more than one wife and. Um, uh, and just have a great have a, just have a great week and a great time a great getaway so uh, it's really cool for sure so and anytime it. you guys want to come up you just let me know and, and and we'll make we'll make it happen we'd love we'd love to have you but yeah there's definitely a lot to do for the whole family and and and, and some great quality resorts and quality golf for the buddy trips for the guys to get away well it sounds great Kevin uh, thanks so much for joining us this morning and appreciate all the Intel on the scene in the golf the golf scene in Michigan all right you guys thanks a lot for having me on have a good weekend have a great fourth you, you too thanks Kevin you too Kevin Frisch uh, for on the road again a travel segment uh, and it really is it's the, the great thing about about it for and I speak as as a uh, family man with uh, with three kids in uh, elementary school. The easy drive right around the lake. You have a thousand options of what to do and things to do. And we just talked about a bunch of the golf uh, options with Kevin. I know about the, uh, the you know, the the, uh, the wine industry, lots of uh, wineries down there in southwestern Michigan. Um, you combine all of that and you can do stuff with your kids. It's affordable. It's drivable. Uh, it's really a, a fun option for people in the Chicagoland area. Absolutely. And uh, there's another uh resort in southwest michigan called uh, tullymore which is a golf resort mm-hmm. uh which is which is a cool place too so um and, and again it's southwest michigan that i think people would would really be interested 800 acres of uh of michigan uh woodlands so uh with a, with a lot of good golf so that's another place so there's a lot over there and uh Anyway, absolutely just wanted to give people a way to get away get out of the city and, and enjoy themselves in the summer And it's the perfect weekend to do so, our long uh, 4th of July weekend. Hope you uh, and your family have great plans for it. And Barry Cronin, great to talk to you as always this week. Great, Mike. We'll talk to you next Saturday morning from the Quad Cities, my friend. Live from the John Deere Classic, Barry will be on location doing doing the work right here on the scorecard. Uh, We have lots of people to thank uh, for our show today. Thanks to Mike Rankin for uh, producing the show today. Thanks to our guests, Kevin Frisch. Claire Peterson of the John Deere Classic, 
uh, Nicole Jurey from Mistwood Golf Course in Romeoville, and Kevin O'Regan, the uh, Illinois State Junior Champion, uh, after winning last year or last week, excuse me, at McRae. Coming up next on the score, early odds, then inside the clubhouse. So stick around for that. For Barry Cronin, I'm Mike Esposito. We thank you for joining us on the Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. We'll talk to you next week here on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.